Good morning and welcome to episode. This is going to be a guess 126. Is that a good guess or a bad I, guess? I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, fuck it. Welcome to episode maybe 126 yeah, it, it, of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Hosted by Aaron Taylor, myself, and presented by Loyalty Liquors. Um, coming off a big week, had a, had a couple live shows up in New England. We did a sold out Madison Square Garden on Friday night, and then we went to uh, the TD Garden in Boston and had a sold out show there. So thank you to everybody who came out. Right. Is that what, that's what happened, right? Okay, exactly. That's what I thought. So uh, that's always, it's always good to see everyone. You know, we loved it. Uh, oh, and don't forget about the sold out winding trail show. Yeah. Um, how could we forget? No, actually, uh, had a hell of a hell of a little trip up to Connecticut. Uh, we, we saw each other for, for a day there. And then we we're supposed to go do the pizza tour with Aaron. But then Corey asked if we wanted to go lobster fishing lobster and bugging whatever whatever you want to call it bugging, so yep. we had to uh we had to make a decision and we figured we could do pizza anytime but we weren't sure when we could lobster so um we went lobster you better hope you better hope that you know the new haven pizza industry doesn't get shut down at some point I was thinking about that. Imagine if the best pizza in the world, they just stopped making it. Yeah. What if, uh, what if it turns out that pizza causes, um, you know, irritable bowel syndrome and then, you know, keep pizza gets canceled. <laughs> Aaron, the fact that you just put that into the universe just kind of sucks. Cause next thing you know, we're going to see a headline. Pizza and IBS. <laughs> what does it mean to you? <laughs> um, but uh, how how the hell are you? How how was your week? Uh, I'm a little stuffy right now. Yeah, I sounds just... like it. Uh, my my week is good. I'm I'm kind of as you're talking here, playing around with our analytics page on our website. Oh no, somebody listens to us in Moscow. Jesus Christ! Oh my uh, gosh. Um, it's probably Putin. It has to be. He's heard, he heard all the shit that we were talking about him. Um, my week was good. Week was fine. Normal week, actually somewhat busy this week, which was nice because fucking work has been so goddamn slow lately. And it's been, you know, as a commission paid salesperson, work is slow. It's, uh, money is slow. Money is slow. Exactly. Um, but well, conveniently all of your other, um, streams of income are, also on molasses mode so uh fuck yeah rights. <laughs> yeah and conveniently conveniently my sister's birthday is sunday tomorrow when this comes out uh happy birthday ashlyn my girlfriend's birthday is tuesday so happy birthday taylor and then my mom's birthday is thursday so happy birthday mom so and super, go fuck super yourself cheap, aaron <laughs> super cheap week yeah no everything's cool it's uh it's it's gonna be so so cheap but um what I was going to say, Benjamin, while I was looking at our analytics is our most played episode, downloaded episode by almost triple is episode 99, which we, which I named Gretzky 
And I'm almost starting to wonder if I just name the episodes of athletes or famous people, if it's going to get us more downloads, because then the other one, number two, is Twista featuring Faith Evans, Hope, which was that episode where I was talking about the worst thing you can have as a sports fan is Hope. And I thought, oh, you know, that song Hope by Twista with Faith Evans, like, is a great song. So I'm going to name that. This, and that's our second most downloaded episode. So I think from now on, I may just name the episodes of, like, famous people and see if we can't boost our uh, our downloads that way. Aaron, that's act like, I mean, dude, what you're doing is is research right now. And you are exactly. you are figuring out the algorithm by yourself. Precisely. How how many how many downloads did Gretzky have? Five hundred and eighty seven thousand. That's what I thought. So five hundred and eighty seven. <laughs> uh, well, something like that. It's all over the place. The analytics are really weird because then the third most played episode or downloaded episode is our first episode. Um, but uh, how was so? How was Lobster Pod, dude? It was awesome, but it was uh, the uh, the lobster industry in Massachusetts right now is is slow. The the bugs are not crawling, as they say. The bugs are not crawling. So it was badass. We we went out. We hauled 250 pots, uh, rebaited them, and then we tried to go striper fishing and uh, didn't have any luck. Striper fishing didn't have a I mean ton of luck lobster lobstering. We uh, we got like 136 pounds of lobster, and that just is not. Um, that's not. Uh, I guess last year's numbers around this time were much better than, than that. So there he's waiting for the bugs to crawl. If you will, mm. they're not crawling. They're not. Um, I guess they start moving uh, around this time of the year and he's waiting on the, uh, on the big move. So, I mean, uh, it's like anything Easter famine, I mean, you never know fucking with something like that. I mean, you want to just talk about an absolutely tough as nails fucking industry to be in. It would be, it would be that. I mean, shit, dude. It's like, we did all this work. It's like, you have to do the work no matter what. And then, you know, obviously the fruits of your labor when they are, um not around right you're not getting much fruit so right right right, right. um it's um, definitely a go ahead. oh no i'm just saying it's definitely int- like dude we were throwing back two times what we were putting in the in the holding tank like either egg bearing females notched females which means They've had eggs at one point in their life and got tossed back. A couple monster males we had to throw back because it's a, you know, it has to be below five inches and above like two and something, uh, two and seven eighths maybe. I don't know. I, I forgot the exact number. 
that's not my job on the boat. I'm bait boy. I'm the masturbator. So, um, I didn't spend much time measuring lobsters, but either way, dude, it's just, it's good to be out there. It was a fucking beautiful day. So, I mean, dude, it can't get much more new England than hauling lobster pots. I mean, uh, so it's good. Good to show my lady that because i've also talked about it quite a bit so the fact that she got to get out there and she was right in the mix she was the uh what do, i guess we would call her the uh extractor hmm. Corey would haul the pots up slide it to her she would pull out all the the crabs and pull out lobsters and fish whatever got in there and then they slide it down to the old masturbator and i fucking do it up and then uh, carry that bitch to the back of the boat. And, uh, dude, I'll tell you right now, that shit's backbreaking. So, yeah, I bet. Fucking just great, great place to build some character out there on the, uh, on the, on the shores of Situate Mass. So now if the next time he goes around to collect the pots and the hall is even worse, does he, is, are you to blame for it? Having baited them? Um, I wouldn't say that. Cause he bought dude, why dude crazy. I mean, so he got four 50 gallon drums of salmon carcasses, okay. belayed salmon carcasses. Yeah. Guess what four 50-gallon drums of filleted salmon carcasses cost? What kind of salmon? Big old fucking salmon. Like, grocery store. Um, actually, if you've ever been into Ryan's Deli and they got the long-ass fillets, like, right yep. in the freezer there, yep. that kind of salmon. So, big boys. Uh, I'll say, uh, I don't even know where to guess. I would say, like, 30-inch salmon. Um, four fifty-gallon drums add up two grand. Oh wow! All right, that's a good guess. It's a thousand bucks. Ah, damn. Two hundred and fifty bucks a barrel. But to me, that seems like a lot of fucking money for some. I mean, dude, that's the buy. That's the byproduct of the of the fillets, and you know, it's like they're making a thousand bucks on the carcasses. So. You know, we had a thousand bucks worth of worth of bait. We had, you know, the fuel, the time. I mean, dude, you're spending some dough out there to to fucking catch the lobster. And uh, so I had asked him, I'm like, Corey, like, what's the best bait to use? And he's like, you know, gave his little like head shake, like we're fucking using it right now. <laughs> um, just mean well, meaning he's spending a fortune to bait these traps there's nothing you know really crawling down there so there's typically a four-day soak so we went tuesday so i mean i, I guess maybe saturday he would have gone back out for those so yeah. i could i could call him or i'll i could message him right now want to do it live on air let's see if he answers sure it is saturday hey, Corey, right now though no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, he's already so he's already lot. out. Yeah. Oh, hell okay. yeah. Okay. Shoot. Core. I can just see him shaking his Are head. Are like, you what kind of pulling those pots today? We'll find out. I can just um, see him. 
looking at you like, what a dumb question. <laughs> Why is that a dumb question? No, saying like. Because he pulls pots every day? No, no, no. Oh, oh. You asking, you asking what was the best bait to use. And like, obviously, Corey is just going to use, you know, what he thinks is the best. And so to see his face and you say, hey, Corey, what, you know, what's the best bait to use? It's like. Of course we're using it, Ben. Like, of course we're using it. Well, oh no, but he he that was more in the sense of like expensive. Right. So it's like on top of uh, on top of uh no lobsters in the trap, he's got this expensive ass bait and he's hoping it's like it could it could fucking potentially go bad if they don't crawl within the next few days that that uh you know we're we were putting those out, but Dude, 800 pots he fishes. 800 fucking traps. And you want to talk about just an absolute, like, I don't want to call it a clusterfuck, but it's a fucking clusterfuck. Like, all these fucking lobstermen in Situate Harbor, they lay their gear in, like, the same fucking, like, football field size area. So there's just, yeah, you're hauling up traps. You got guys fucking trawl, like, his trawl line going right over yours so you're like cutting ropes retying ropes to like you know adjust the fucking situation um i won't say his name online but poor old one guy got his shit cut just because it was a fucking disaster so i mean that's like you know Corey tells me all the time like what it's like like you're constantly getting your gear cut, you know, and then you, you got to fucking throw a grappling hook over the side of your boat and zigzag over your numbers, like where you laid the traps down and just drag the bottom, hoping to find fucking pieces of your, of your trawl line. Cause you got 20 pots on a, on one rope, I guess, like one big long rope. It's just a fucking dude. It's just an unbelievably like interesting like job because like and I was saying like when I was explaining it to my lady while we were with uh Corey like at his house, we went to his his mom and dad's house for a little uh barbecue or whatever and that was when he invited us, but uh it's like i was like oh my like it's the coolest thing you know like you're you're waiting for the pot to come up pop out of the water and then it's like this adrenaline rush to like see what's inside it and he like turned and looked at me he's like yeah that goes away pretty quick like (laughs) like like it becomes more of this just fucking you know every time a pot comes up if there's nothing in it you're you're questioning your everything you know a, should I still be fucking doing this as a job? B, you know, but, and then you got your good days and it just was like, okay, this is exactly why, why we're doing this, but nothing beats being on the water. You, you know that. Yep. Um, so, so it is what you, it is, but. Would you say, Ben, that it's like, uh, it's like when you go out on the party boats and you go striper fishing and you go out to the race and there's just 50 fucking boats all within you know, a hundred square yards of each other. There was multiple times when like 
I thought we were just going to fucking run into another lobster boat, but it seems like it's a, it's like a, an orchestrated dance out there. Like, yeah, I mean, and then the other thing is like, you know, watching him put the traps back down. It's like, he's driving like three feet on the side of like another buoy. Yeah. So like, you know, there's, it's just there's it's just crazy there's shit everywhere down there just uh it's a wild way to make a living that's I, that's just a fact there's, i have i have one more one more question about it so how how have they like if you say like everybody's pots are all within this like like football field sized area how like w- why was that decided on the spot where all the lobsters are like what about it is Makes it from, for lobster. From what I understand, there's like a big bank. Okay. Like you come out of Situate Harbor and then it starts dropping off. Yeah. So I think somewhere on that bank, you know, they're all eventually they. I asked, or, or we were talking about it, and now I'm forgetting, but he basically said that they start crawling like down south first yeah i'm guessing like as the water starts to warm up they start moving around yeah so they're you know he's waiting for the them to crawl from either the shallow water out to sea or vice versa i'm, I'm guessing it's i'm i don't know dude I, that kind of sucks that i that i don't know this information because it's, it's like a good question but uh Either way, they're waiting for them to move, to migrate to that, you know, specific spot. And eventually they always come. It's just depending on when they come. But then there's all these factors that have come in over the last couple of years, which, um, like, um, he was talking about the black sea bass and, you know, stripers and all these fish that eat the, the, the young lobsters. Like, that's always a major issue. And then you've got... Um, the amount of fertilizer in like that's being used in like farmland yeah you know that runs into the ocean and i think it fucks up their breeding habitat which is like shallow water so yeah. you know you know there's all these like variables that it could be but you know nobody really knows so it's like a shit dude he, he was and the reason i brought that up is like we had caught a couple black sea bass down here when we were snapper fishing and i had sent them pictures and he's like there's fucking sea bass down there and i was like yeah can you believe it and he's like they're super invasive um they eat all invertebrate like young or whatever and he's like the fact that they're moving all the way down there to the you know, to the Gulf Coast now. He's like, that's not great. He said, kill anyone that you, that you catch. And I said, no problem. And I sent him some pictures of filleted black sea bass. And I said, we're eating this motherfucker. But they are delicious. Um, oh, yeah, totally. But it's just like, you know, it's the same shit. It's like all these variables. And, uh, you know, unless you're fucking scuba diving and, and seeing you know what the hell's down there it's like it's 
Dude, that's the other thing. The water's 52 degrees. It's fucking cold, man. Yeah. Like where he's. The the other thing, too, Ben, is it's like this. It's this like cycle that, that, you know, we kind of feed into. I don't mean we as in you and I, I mean the royal we, of course. Um, we're like, okay, people like to fish, obviously, for the game fish species. And the game fish species are also the species that regulate a lot of the ecosystem. So then as the game fish species become overfished, and then you have to cut down on the amount of fish people can take, and you change the regulations and all that stuff, and give the game uh, fish species time to recover, well, in that time, the other species that the game fish species would normally regulate are now running wild and do whatever the fuck they want. And so by the time the game fish species are back to like a healthy population and can be fished again, it's already too late because all that damage has been done. I mean, I remember when I went out fishing with Corey in 2017, I can't believe it's been five years already. Um, you know, we pulled up a bunch of cod, but the cod, you know, cod. Yeah, they uh, shut it down. It was closed. And we had to we had to put them all back, um, which was weird because it's like you're pulling in this like big game fish that's like great eating. And it's like, nope, got to send it right Sorry. back. And so, like, you know, we, I think, and it sucks because, you know, I like sport fishing. You like sport fishing. It's, it's a lot of fun. But at the same time, like, it does do damage to the, the natural ecosystem. And then, yeah, you factor in things like fertilizers and chemicals used in, in large-scale agriculture that inevitably end up in the water, along with everything else that ends up in the fucking water. Like, yeah, of course uh, this happens. No, totally. And the other thing, you know, they we've been talking about quite a bit. It's like down here, obviously, we're back in Florida and uh, Mexico Beach is like a snapper hotbed of the yep. world. Red snapper, like major red snapper down here. And they, they're talking about the same shit here. It's because the intercoastal rock waterway runs all the way down the East Coast, basically, and just dumps out right in Apalachicola Bay over here on this side and it's the same shit it's like that waterway is carrying fucking chemicals from fucking virginia right. even higher it's like all the way down every bit of farmland that that is that you're passing it's like who's to say the amount of shit that you know is is flowing out into the into the waters here so um we're definitely you know it's it's an interesting time with like I guess like pollution. Yeah, pollution like, and over. Dude, at, at some right, and at, at some point you start looking at the, you know, the amount of people on this damn planet, and it's like, dude, we create a lot of waste and a lot of of, you know, waste that we don't even realize that we create. I guess is is the way of putting it, but. I mean, that's life. That's always, I feel like it's always, it's always been sort of like that. But I mean, there's no doubt that right now in this current time, <clears throat> I'm not sure, I'm guessing that this is the case, but we're probably at the most populated time in the history of the, of the planet. Is, don't, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Definitely. Like as the days go on, we're, be, we're more and more and more and more populated here. So that just means more and more and more shit, trash, you name it, byproduct from 
from different industries. So it's definitely, uh, you know, it's like you hear all the stories of like, oh yeah, 30 years ago, the fishing was insane. You know, you hear these stories from some old time fishermen and they're like, you know, it's not what it once was, but then, you know, we're probably sitting in the same, same boat here in that in 30 more years, it's going to be like, holy fuck back in, back in 2022, we were catching tons of fish and it's like, here we are not really catching that many fish in relativity to the past. It's like, well, I mean, I've even seen it in like, just, you know, I would go out, I went out striper fishing for the first time with Taylor for his birthday with Captain Bob. Uh, here, I can tell you, actually, Let's scroll back on Instagram. And so I fished with this guy a bunch over the years, you know, once, basically once a year for the last, uh, I'll tell you in a second, however many years. And, uh, you know, I remember the first time we went out, we, you know, we hammered. I mean, and I, and obviously there's other factors that, that at play, it's not always, you know, you just go out and you catch a bunch of fish and it's always just, you know, great, um, fishing, obviously it's, you know, that's why they call it fishing, not catching. The first time we went out with him was 2012. So it's been a decade. And, uh, so 2012, we went out last year. We went out. I don't think we went out in 2020. We did go out in 2019, 2018. So we probably fished with them eight times in the last 10 years. And the first couple of times we went out, caught a bunch of fish, you know, a bunch of stripers, not all of them obviously were keepers, but you know, we, you felt like you got your money's worth. The last two or three times I've gone out with them, we haven't caught, I have, haven't caught a single striper. And it's like, you know, when you ask him about it, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, the fishing's just not as great as it used to be and blah, blah, blah. And so a hundred percent. And it's weird to even see it, you know, obviously you hear it from old timers. You hear, I always, you know, ask Corey and Justin basically whenever I see them, how, you know, fishing's been for them and all that stuff. And um, it, it just seems like we're just on this path where like eventually it's just going to be fucking terrible. Um, while you were talking though, I was look, I looked up an article about Atlantic bluefin tuna. Apparently bluefin tuna are actually like their populations are actually recovering. Um, which is a good thing because Japan overfishing the shit out of those things. Right. And then the other thing that you wonder is like, you know, with everybody that's not catching fish, you know, there's always people that are catching fish. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe the practices are changing, like in terms of, you know, the way you're catching the fish. Could be, yeah. Um, you know, we were talking down here. I was talking to my fiance's dad and we've been, we've been catching a lot of fish, but not catching the amount of fish that they've caught in the past. Right. So what's been brought up, what was brought up last night is that he, he was talking to somebody and they're, they're thinking the fish are getting way smarter. So we use like, you know, 80 pound braid with like a four foot, uh, fluorocarbon leader, yep. uh, um, a three-way hook. I'm sorry, a three-way swivel, a 16 ounce weight. So 
he was talking to somebody and they were saying that they think the fish are seeing the braid now. So that's why there's this, I don't want to say a new technique, but a bunch of guys down here in the Gulf now are running like 80 feet of fluorocarbon leader. Hmm. Cause you know, maybe it's the kind of thing that the fish are just getting smarter and they're like, Oh, Hey, there's well, braid. Uh, we're not going to go after that bait right there. You know, it's like you start to, to, you know, think about that shit and it's like, all right, well, there's a, there's, that would be a technique adjusting situation. Like maybe just, you know, go to the fluorocarbon leader. Now they're not seeing the fish. Now the fish are biting again. You know, so we're gonna have to find find out. We're gonna try. I think we're gonna try to go tomorrow. So, um, you know, oh. we'll we'll see what happens. But evolution, you know, that's, man. Right, and it, you know, and that can be the same shit with like the deer in New Jersey that look both ways. You know, they have a massive overpopulation of right. deer in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, down there, some of those states, and it's like the deer look both ways before they cross the road. Right. 20 years ago they're just fucking going and they're getting smoked and the pulp the population of deer is cold because so many fucking cars hit deer it's like right. perfect they're dead on the side of the road you know either pick them up or let the animals eat them but now it's like you got deer looking both ways teaching their young to look both ways so now they're getting up to a road checking for cars okay no cars now we can pass and just like that you got you know, millions more deer fucking entering the world and they're it's because they have literally gotten smarter and it's you know plus no it's a fucking predators, you know? right, right. Well, at least in the area. But yeah, as speaking of line, actually this is funny, it has nothing to do with really what we're talking about other than fishing related. So last Sunday I went to uh the, the place I'm just absolutely addicted to because I know one day if there's a seven pound largemouth coming out of it, but Jerobati's Bishop Swamp in Andover, I went, Scotty and I took kayaks out and uh, Taylor came and met us there and we went out and uh, I had bought, la I think it was, I don't think it was last September, I think it was the September before we had gone out there, I think it was the three of us again, and I got more hits at that place than I've ever, for anybody, I'll paint the picture for people listening. It is, as the name suggests, Bishop Swamp. It is a 60 acre lake that is basically almost exclusively covered in lily pads. Like there is, there's some open water, but for the most part, it's lily pads. You can't bring anything with a motor there just because, not because it's not allowed, because you won't go anywhere. You'd just be sucking lily pads out of your, uh, out of your, um, out of your motor all day. So all you can really fish there is topwater frogs. And a couple of Septembers ago, we went and I got more hits than I've ever gotten in my entire life. And you can tell with topwater frogs because the fish come up to the surface and they try and grab them. And so you physically see your, your lure getting hit. And I lost a bunch of fish. I just, I, I, you know, either they were bad hook sets or, you know, they would drag themselves down to the lily pads and they would come off and, so once I knew we were going, I was like, all right, I'm not taking any chances this year. I went and got 65 pound braid. And the reason you use braided line is it doesn't stretch at all. And it doesn't, uh, it's, it's super stiff, super resilient line. So if a fish, if you get a fish on and it starts dragging you down into the weeds, 
the braid stays taut. It helps cut through the weeds. It, it just is more reliable in terms of keeping the fish. It doesn't have any stretch. Uh, better for hook sets too, because it doesn't stretch at all when you go to set the hook. So I go get 65 pound braid from Bass Pro Shops. I'm all fired up. I come home. I strip all the line I had on my bait caster. I put on 65 pound braid. We go out. We go out at like three o'clock. Now for people at home, fishing tends to pick up after five o'clock in the afternoon, either, you know, early in the morning or in the afternoon, in the afternoon, typically five o'clock and after is when things start to heat up. That's when water temp or the, the air temperature starts to go down a little bit and, um, people, uh, and, uh, the fish become more active. So we get out in the water around three o'clock. You kind of want to fish into it. And the, the fishing top water is a little bit different because they'll kind of hit those at any point during the day if it's like a super sunny day. So at 3.30, I catch my first fish. And I'm like, okay, we're fucking, we're on today. Nothing crazy, maybe a pound, pound and a half, nothing major, but you know, still always a cool feeling to get one on a top water frog. Maybe 40 minutes goes by, get another one. And I'm like, all right, baby, we're cranking. It's not even prime time yet. This is good fish. So then I start to notice as I'm sitting there and my reel is engaged that I can pull line out. When you're fishing with frogs, you want your drag set as tight as it can possibly go so that the fish doesn't pull any line out, doesn't cause any slack, doesn't therefore get itself off the hook. And I'm like sitting there, my drag is set as tight as it can go and I'm pulling line out of the reel. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So instantly in my head, I'm like, all right, my reel's fucking broken. Great. Like, I'm going to have to take this thing apart, try and figure it out. I end up probably losing three or four fish because of it. Like fish would hit, grab the lure. I'd go to set the hook. You'd set the hook. But because the reel wasn't stopping the line, line would strip out as you were setting the hook, which causes slack. Slack causes the fish to be able to get off, blah, blah, blah. I finished the day with four fish, nothing crazy, nothing major, you know, nothing huge. And uh, I get home and I'm like, all right, I'm going to look into it. So I Google it. Turns out it's a thing called ghost drag, which is when with braid, if you don't tie it directly to the spool, like basically if you don't have a way where it's directly attached to the spool, because braid is so slick, it will just keep spinning on the spool because it's never actually getting grabbed by the spool. So what with like a bait cast, you have to tie it through the holes on the spool and then that grabs it to the spool. Did you not do that? Nope. Cause complete. You know what else I didn't do? I didn't even run it through the fucking guide on the reel. I was like looking at my reel. I'm like, why is it all spooling on one side? And then I fix that. And I just completely didn't even tie it through the holes and probably cost. Oh, me in the level fish. line. You didn't put it through the level yeah. line. Yep. Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Come Aaron. Come on, dude. It's like, it was my first time, Ben. Come on. It was like, it, it was my first it time. It sounds like it for crying out loud. <laughs> But it's all right. I hope you got that figured out. And fixed it right away. Won't happen again. You know? Fixed Good it boy. right away. The Good second boy. I got home. So you wanna get you wanna give our update on Corey? Uh yeah, Corey has just sent me a picture with um all of the traps on his boat. Let's see. He said, Yep, moving them all. And I said, anything in there? He said, Yeah, my sternman couldn't keep up with the sheer volume of product in the trap so i had to move them lol so no um <laughs> there's nothing in the traps that's funny as shit 
Um, but uh, looks like a great so, day to be fishing. Water's nice and calm, sunny. Looks nice out. Yeah, no, but whatever. Well, Ben, that's why they call it fishing, that's not catching. Fishing, not catching. Oh, God. All right. Well, hey, our time's running out. That seems like a perfect way to end. Um, uh, I don't know if you got anything else, Ben, but it's been a pleasure chatting with you, per usual. No, I don't really have anything else. I actually didn't even have anything to begin with, but we somehow and just somehow had plenty. So it just so. materializes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, shit, dude, what do you you got any plans for? Uh, taking mom out to dinner tonight for her birthday, um, and then uh, uh, probably kick it with Dylan for a little while after that because uh, I didn't, you know, get a chance to really talk to him much last week at the Jack and Jill. What uh, what are you up to? Nothing, kind of just hanging. Obviously, couple couple days of travel, and uh, got a, got a fence job to start Monday. Hey. So I'm gonna be figuring out some logistics uh, here tomorrow, probably. The Michelangelo of um, fencing is back, baby. Fucking yes, yes I am. <laughs> yes I am. Um, Excited to be digging in uh, just pure Florida sand. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. So we'll. we'll <laughs> no fucking no granite in these parts folks <laughs> uh well, well uh best of luck to you benny uh thanks but, pal hey uh great chat love you love you bro